Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode of Soul Food where we're continuing looking at the journey of the Isra and Mi'raj, the night journey and heavenly ascent of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wa sallamuhu alayhi. I hope you benefited from and enjoyed the first half of the journey in the last episode. So in this episode, we'll look at the heavenly ascent in which the Prophet Muhammad was given an honor that no prophet or messenger before was ever given and no angel brought near had ever experienced. And that was meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and having a special closeness and a special nearness that no other created being had ever attained before. So in this episode, we'll look at the Prophet ﷺ ascending the seven heavens. We'll look at the furthest lot tree. And then finally, we'll talk about the return, the descent that the Prophet ﷺ had when he returned to Mecca and informed his people about his journey. So after the Prophet ﷺ leads all of the prophets and messengers in prayer, and all of them praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Jesus the son of Mary talks about what occurs at the end of time, then the Prophet ﷺ is about to begin his ascent. The Prophet ﷺ, after all of the prophets spoke, he then felt the greatest thirst that he had ever felt. Whereupon Jibreel brought him a vessel of wine and a vessel of milk. The Prophet chose to drink from the vessel of milk. And Jibreel said to him, you have chosen the fitrah. You have chosen the natural state of human beings. Had you chosen to drink the wine, your community would have strayed from the right path. And none but a few of them would have followed you. So then the Prophet ﷺ is brought a ladder by which the souls of the children of Adam ascend. It's a very special kind of ladder from the unseen. And the narrator says, creation never saw a more beautiful object. It had alternate stairs of silver and gold and came down from the highest and amplest garden of paradise, Jannat al-Firdaus. It was encrusted with pearls and surrounded with angels on its right and left. And then the Prophet ﷺ begins to ascend this ladder into the levels of heaven. And he reaches the nearest heaven called Bab al-Hafadah. And there an angel stood guard named Ismail, who was the custodian of the nearest heaven. And he's the angel who is also responsible for the wind. And he never ascended all the way to the highest levels of heaven, nor did he ever descend to earth, except on the day that the Prophet ﷺ died to witness the ascension of his soul and the leaving of his soul from this earth. In front of him, when the Prophet ﷺ reaches the lowest heaven and sees this angel, Ismail, 
In front of him are 70,000 angels, each of those angels commanding an army of 70,000 other angels. And this is also something worth pausing on and reflecting on, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has so many servants in creation that assist and aid the believers, and that there is so much good and so much spiritual support that we're unaware of that all of these 70,000 angels command 70,000 other angels each. So there's hundreds of thousands and millions and billions and God knows how many angels there are that are fulfilling His commands and supporting those who want to worship and obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then Jibreel alayhi salam asks for the gate of the first heaven to be opened. And someone says, who is this? And Jibreel responds and saying, it is Jibreel. Who is with you? Jibreel says, Muhammad. Then he's asked, has he been sent for? He replies, yes. Then the angel says, welcome to him from his family. May Allah grant him long life, a brother and deputy. And what an excellent brother and deputy. What an excellent visit this is, that even the people of paradise, they're overjoyed at the coming of the Prophet Then the gate was opened, and the Prophet sees Adam السلام, the father of humanity. And he looked as he looked on the same day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created him in his complete and perfect form. And the spirits of all the prophets and his faithful offspring were being shown to him. And on one side, he saw Prophet Adam السلام, had a great dark mass of uh, souls on one side from which there came a beautiful smell. And on his left side, there was another great dark mass of souls that were exuding a foul and putrid smell. Whenever Prophet Adam السلام, looked to the right, he would be happy and smile. And whenever he looked to his left, he would be sad and weep. And when he saw the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Welcome to the righteous son and the righteous prophet. Then the Prophet ﷺ asked Jibreel about Prophet Adam ﷺ, and he said, Those that are on the right, the dark masses of people on his right, are the people of paradise, and those on the left are the people of the fire. Whenever he looks to his right, he smiles and is glad. And whenever he looks to his left, he is sad and weeps. The door to his right is the gate of paradise. Whenever he sees those of his offspring enter it, he smiles happily. The door to his left is the gate of hellfire. Whenever he sees those of his offspring enter it, he weeps out of sadness. Then the Prophet ﷺ continues for a while and he sees other amazing manifestations of the unseen. He sees a table spread in which there's pieces of good meat which no one at the table approaches and another table spread in which there were pieces of rotten meat that was, you know, uh, foul and vile surrounded by people who were eating it. And the Prophet ﷺ said, O oh, Jibreel, who are these people? And he responded and said, These are those of your community who abandon what is lawful and proceed to what is unlawful. In other words, the healthy, good food was abandoned and people were going after the foul and rotten food. And that's like someone who chooses to leave aside that which is lawful 
and engage in that which is forbidden. The Prophet ﷺ in another narration, he asks Jibreel who these people are, and he responds and said, These are the adulterers. They make lawful what Allah has made unlawful, and they abandon what Allah has made lawful for them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Then the Prophet ﷺ went on for a little while, and he saw groups of people who had bellies as large as houses. And there were snakes in them, which could be seen through their skins. And once again, it's important to pause here for a moment and recognize that when the Prophet ﷺ is seeing these things, that we realize that sins and diseases of the heart and the foul nature of those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made forbidden for us, they actually take on physical manifestations in the hereafter. So if a person engages in something pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that has a physical manifestation in the hereafter. Which is why the Prophet said that a person's Qur'an will intercede for them. Their recitation of the Qur'an will intercede for them on the hereafter. And their fasting will intercede for them and so forth. Because those things become physical manifestations. Similarly, the evil deeds and the diseases that are hidden in this world, they become manifest in the hereafter. So this is what the Prophet ﷺ is describing, and this is what he is seeing on this heavenly ascent. So then he sees these people whose bellies are as full as houses, as big as houses, and have snakes inside of their skin. Every time one of these people stood up, he would fall again, and he would say, Oh Allah, don't make the hour of judgment rise yet. Then he would meet the people of the Pharaoh on the road and the latter would trample them. So the Prophet وسلم, is seeing this complex event taking place, that these people are going through great torment and even the people of the Pharaoh who are dishonored, they followed the Pharaoh, they trample on top of these people. So it's to add insult to injury as they say. Dishonor on top of dishonor. Then the Prophet ﷺ asks Jibreel, who are these people? He said, they are those of your community who eat up usury, who eat up riba. They cannot stand up except in the manner of those whom the shaitan touches with possession. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from that and allow us to take the means to seek that which is lawful. Ya Arham al-Rahimeen, Ya Akram al-Akrameen. The Prophet ﷺ continues and he, see, he sees groups of people whose sides were being cut off and the meat that was being cut off from their side was being eaten. And they were being told, eat just as you used to eat the flesh of your brother. And the Prophet ﷺ says, oh Jibreel, who are these people? And he says, they are the slanderers of your community who brought shame to others. They're people who backbite and brought shame to others, their own flesh is being cut off and they're being forced to eat it in the hereafter. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us and protect us and grant us a repentance that we never return to these things. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Then the Prophet sallallahu continues to ascend to the second heaven and Jibreel asks for the gate to be opened and the person says, who is this? And Jibreel responds saying it is him. Who is with you? Muhammad. Has he been sent for? Jibreel says, yes. 
And they say, Welcome to him from his family. May Allah grant him a long life, a brother and deputy. And what an excellent brother and deputy. What an excellent visit this is. The gate is then opened, and when they enter, they see Isa, Jesus, the son of Mary, and John, the son of Zechariah, Yahya, السلام, May God's peace be upon both of them. And they were cousins because their mothers were sisters. So they resembled each other, and each of them had a large company of people with them. And the Prophet ﷺ described Jesus as being curly-haired, of medium build, leaning towards fair complexion, with his hair let down as if he were coming out of a shower or a bath. And the Prophet ﷺ said he resembles Urwa ibn Mas'ud al-Thaqafi, one of the companions. He said, if you want to know who looks the most like Jesus, look at Urwa ibn Mas'ud al-Thaqafi. The Prophet ﷺ greeted them and they returned his greeting. Then they said, Welcome to the righteous brother and the righteous prophet. Then they invoked for goodness on his behalf. Then the Prophet ﷺ ascends to the third heaven. And the same conversation takes place between the angel who controls the gate of paradise and Jibreel. When Jibreel informs him that Muhammad ﷺ is with him and that he has been sent for, the response is, Welcome from his family, may Allah grant him a long life and what an excellent brother and deputy and what an excellent visit this is. And then the gate of the third paradise is opened and he sees Prophet Yusuf with a large group of his people. And the Prophet greeted him and Prophet Yusuf responded to his greeting. Then he said, welcome to the righteous brother and righteous prophet. Then he invoked for goodness on his behalf. And the Prophet Yusuf السلام, as we know, was extremely beautiful and he was given beauty in a very unique way. Then the Prophet وسلم, ascends to the fourth heaven and in the fourth heaven he sees Prophet Idris who is known in English as Enoch The Prophet وسلم, greeted him and he returned his greeting and said, Welcome to the righteous brother and righteous Prophet. Then the Prophet ﷺ ascends to the fifth heaven and the same conversation takes place and the fifth heaven is opened and the Prophet ﷺ sees Prophet Harun ﷺ and he has a conversation with him and Prophet Harun makes dua for him and prays for his goodness. Then the Prophet ﷺ ascends to the sixth heaven and when the gate is opened, the Prophet ﷺ saw a number of prophets, some of whom had less than 10 followers, some who had a large number of followers, and others who did not even have one follower, one person believe in their message. Then the Prophet ﷺ saw a huge mass of people that was covering the entire area, and he asked Jibreel, who are these people? Who is this large group? And he said, this is Musa and his people. Now raise your head and look. And the Prophet ﷺ saw another huge mass of people that covered the entire horizon from every direction that he looked in. And he was told, this is your community, your ummah. 
And besides the number that you see, there are 70,000 of them that will enter paradise without being taken to account. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of them. Ameen. And as they continued on, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then sees the Prophet Moses, Musa ibn Imran alayhi salam, who as he saw him in his grave praying on the night journey, was tall and had a brown complexion. Then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has a conversation with him. And he says, Oh Allah, I used to think, uh, the people used to say rather, that my people used to think and say, that I was the most honored by Allah among creation, but here is the one who is more honored by Allah than I am. And then the Prophet Musa السلام, and the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, have a conversation. And he says, I thought that I would guide the greatest number of people to Allah, but you have outdone me. Then the Prophet وسلم, ascends to the seventh heaven. And when he enters the seventh heaven, he sees the Prophet Ibrahim السلام, And he's sitting at the gate of paradise on a throne of gold. The back of the throne was sitting up against Al-Bayt Al-Ma'mur, which is the place that is directly above the Kaaba. It is the sort of the mirror image of the Kaaba in paradise, in the heavenly realm. So he is sitting on a throne touching Al-Bayt Al-Ma'mur. And the Prophet ﷺ greets him and sees that there's a large group of people with him. And he says, Welcome to the righteous son and the righteous prophet. Then the Prophet Ibrahim السلام, Khalilullah, the intimate friend of Allah, he said, Order your community to increase their seedlings of paradise. For its soil is excellent and its land is plentiful. The Prophet ﷺ said, What are the seedlings of paradise? And he replied, لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم. There is no ability nor power except by Allah, the mighty and exalted. So inshallah, we'll include this dua, this invocation in the show notes. Because as Prophet Ibrahim السلام, told the Prophet Muhammad السلام, that when you say this, you are planting a seed in paradise. So may we all have many, many gardens and trees that we prepare in the life of this world that we see in the next life. Ya Arhamar Rahimin. Another version of the hadith says, convey my greetings to your community and tell them that paradise has excellent soil and sweet water and that its seeds are Subhanallah, Walhamdulillah, Wala ilaha illallah, Wallahu Akbar. So inshallah, we'll include both of these invocations and one can say it all the time and oftentimes scholars will combine the two whether they will say subhanallah walhamdulillah wa la ilaha illallah wallahu akbar wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah al azim so they'll combine both narrations and inshallah get the greatest benefit from both of those pieces of advice with prophet ibrahim alayhi salam there was sitting a company of people with pristine faces that had radiant and clear faces and some who actually had some dust or something unclear on their face. The latter stood and entered a river in which they bathed. Then they came out and they were purified like the other people. Then they entered another river. 
and they came out purified even more. Then they entered a third river and bathed, and they purified themselves, and they became just like the others who were completely pure in their appearance. Then the Prophet ﷺ asks Jibreel, O Jibreel, who are those people with radiant faces? And the others who had some hues, some darkness on their faces. And what are these rivers in which they entered and bathed? And this is spiritual darkness. This is the darkness of complexion. It's a spiritual darkness. So then Jibreel ﷺ replies, the ones with radiant faces are people who never tarnish their belief with injustice or disobedience. Those with something on their faces are people who would mix good deeds with bad ones. Then they repented and Allah relented towards them. As for these rivers, the first is Allah's mercy, the second is Allah's favor, and the third is as Allah says in the Quran, and their Lord gave them a pure beverage to drink. So these rivers are manifestations of Allah's mercy and blessings and the purified drink that Allah promised to give them. Then the Prophet said, This is your place and the place of your community. And then the Prophet saw that there were people who were wearing different kinds of clothing. One half of the people were wearing clothes that were white, pure white. And the other half, they were wearing clothes that seemed to be the color of ash or dust. Then he وسلم, entered the inhabited house and those who were wearing the white clothes entered with him. Those that wore the ash-colored clothes were no longer able to see him and yet they were in the best of states. The Prophet ﷺ prayed in the inhabited house Al-Bayt Al-Ma'mur together with those of the believers that were with him. And this Bayt Al-Ma'mur is a place that the angels go and pray and every single day 70,000 angels enter into Al-Bayt Al-Ma'mur to worship Allah and when they enter they never leave because they are in a constant state of awareness and glorification and praise and sanctifying the holiness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And unlike us, they never get tired and they would not rather do anything else. Then the Prophet ﷺ, he reaches Sidrat al-Muntaha, the furthest lot tree. And the Prophet ﷺ, when he comes to this place and this furthest lot tree, is the farthest place of the knowledge of created beings. And from this point, whatever ascends beyond there can no longer contain and handle what takes place except for the Prophet Muhammad And when he reaches this point, the angel Jibreel does not proceed any further. And the Prophet says, why are you no longer continuing with me? We've been on this long and amazing journey together. Continue with me. And Jibreel he said, if I continue on past here, I will burn up from the intensity of the lights. But if you continue on, you will pierce through. So then the Prophet goes to Sidrat al-Muntaha, the furthest lot tree. And it is a tree from the base of which rivers come forth. 
and the rivers that come forth from this tree, the water never changes and is always pure and sweet. And from it come rivers of milk, whose taste does not change after it is drunk, and rivers of wine, which bring only pleasure to those who drink it, and rivers of purified honey. Someone who goes under Sidrat al-Muntaha, if they rode on a horse for 70 years under this tree, they would still be under the shade of that tree. And it grows from it lotus fruit. And the, the leaves of the tree are shaped like the ears of the she-elephant. And the leaves are so big that it would wrap up all of the entire ummah and that if it came to earth, it could wrap up everyone in creation. So it's a miraculous tree. And once again, these things are sometimes hard to imagine, hard to understand. But what this is indicating is that the heavenly realm and this point that the Prophet ﷺ has reached is far above and beyond this lower world that we live in, both in meaning and in form. So then the Prophet ﷺ says, on the top of each leaf of the lot tree, there was an angel who covered it with colors which cannot be described. Whenever he covered it by Allah's order, it would change. One version of the hadith says, it would turn into sapphire and chrysolite, the beauty of which is impossible for anyone to praise according to its merit. And on it alighted moths of gold that even the insects and the creatures of the heavenly realm, they are above even the most valuable things in this world. From the base of the tree, there were two rivers, two that are hidden and two that are visible. Of those that are hidden, they are the two rivers of paradise, and the visible ones are the Nile and the Euphrates. Right, so this is mentioned in one of the narrations. The Prophet ﷺ, he takes from the water that pours forth from the base of the tree and he says it was sweeter than honey and more fragrant than musk. Jibreel ﷺ says that this is the river which Allah has given you as a special gift and the other river is the river of mercy. This is known as Al-Kawthar. The river of Al-Kawthar which is given to the Prophet ﷺ and that he will give to drink from the waters of Al-Kawthar all of the believers who will enter into paradise and that the Prophet ﷺ and his family Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib, Sayyidina Fatima al-Zahra and Al-Hasan and Al-Husayn they will be distributing the drink on the day of resurrection may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all to drink from their hands. And then the Prophet ﷺ sees the angel Jibreel at this point in his true form, in his full angelic form. He had 600 wings and he filled up the entire horizon from every direction. And then the Prophet ﷺ went beyond. And the Prophet ﷺ he then talks about what happened at Sidrat al-Muntaha. So then the Prophet ﷺ leaves behind Jibreel and he is taken up to a point where he heard the scratching of the pens that were writing the divine decree. When he reached there, he saw a man, which is amazing. 
he saw a man who disappeared into the light of the throne. And he asked, Who is this man? Is he an angel? And he heard the response saying, No. Is he a prophet? Again, the answer was no. He said, Who is it then? And the answer was, This is a man whose tongue was moist with Allah's remembrance in the world, and his heart was attached to the mosques, and he never incurred the curse of his father and mother. That someone who has these qualities will be so close that his light will then be taken into the light of the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Prophet ﷺ saw his Lord, the most glorious, the exalted, and he fell into prostration. At that time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to him and said, O oh Muhammad, and the Prophet ﷺ said, I am at your service, O Lord. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ask of me. And the Prophet ﷺ said, You have taken to yourself Ibrahim as an intimate friend, Khalil, and you have given him an immense kingdom. You have spoken to Musa directly and you have given Dawood an immense kingdom and softened iron and subjected the mountains to him. You have given Sulaiman an immense kingdom and subjected the jinn and men and devils to him as well as the winds. And you have given him a kingdom the like of which no one may have after him. You have taught Isa, Jesus, the Torah and the gospel and made him heal those born blind and the lepers and raise up the dead with your permission. And you have protected him and his mother from the cursed devil so that the devil has no path by which to harm them. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, And I have taken you to myself as my beloved and intimate friend, Habiban wa Khalila. And that is the greatest honor that the Prophet ﷺ was given the rank of Habibullah, the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then the Prophet ﷺ is given the order to pray 50 times a day. So as the Prophet ﷺ begins his descent, he comes across Prophet Musa السلام, and Prophet Musa says, your community cannot handle 50 prayers a day. Go back to your Lord and ask him to lessen the load. So the Prophet وسلم, he goes back to the lot tree and then the lights descend upon the lot tree and the Prophet وسلم, prostrates and he asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to lessen the number of prayers per day. And they are lessened by five. So then the Prophet ﷺ goes back to Prophet Musa السلام, and he says, go back to your Lord and ask him to lessen it again. And this happens time and time again, each time Allah lessening the number by five until the prayers are only five prayers. And Musa السلام, says, go back and ask your Lord to lessen it because I know people, they will not be able to handle it. And the Prophet ﷺ says, I accept the decree of my Lord and I submit. So then the Prophet ﷺ begins his descent back down to earth. And the Prophet ﷺ, after meeting his Lord and being immersed in the divine lights at the lot tree and being given an honor that no other prophet or created being had ever been given, in the life of this world of being at that level of nearness 
and being at that level of love and elevation and exaltation. And some of the scholars, they comment, they said, if anyone else in creation experienced what the Prophet ﷺ experienced of nearness, of the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of the sweetness of that closeness, they would never be able to return to creation. But the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, he loved his ummah so much and he desired guidance for them to such a deep degree that even after experiencing the utmost bliss of being close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he returned to guide people to their Lord. And that is why he is a mercy to all the worlds. Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam begins his descent and he says, I did not pass by any throng of angels except that they said to me, you should practice cupping alayka bil hijama. And also they said to him, order your community to apply the cupping. Then the Prophet ﷺ, when he returns to Mecca, the people start mocking him and ridiculing him when he said that, I went to Jerusalem and back last night. And they said, this journey takes us an entire month one way. And you're saying you went last night and came back in the same night? So then Abu Jahl, the great enemy of Allah and his messenger, he said, hold on, if I call the people and tell them what you just told me, will you still say that you went to Jerusalem and came back last night? And the Prophet ﷺ said, yes, absolutely. So then the people came and they began to ridicule the Prophet ﷺ. And Al-Mut'im ibn Adi, one of the enemies of the Prophet ﷺ, he said, listen, all of your affair before today was bearable. We could take everything you said before today, but I bear witness that you are lying. Look at that. Look at what he did to himself by disbelieving in the Prophet ﷺ. He continued and he said, and this is Al-Mut'im ibn Adi, he said, we strike the flanks of the she-camels for one month to reach the hallowed house in Jerusalem. Then for another month just to come back. And you claim that you went there in one night. I swear by Allah and by Al-Uzza, they're two idols, I do not believe you. Then Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, may Allah be well pleased with him. He said, oh Mut'im, it is an evil thing that you said to your brother's son when you faced him thus and declared him a liar. As for me, I bear witness that he spoke the truth. Ashhadu annahu sadiq. I bear witness that he is truthful. And then from that day, the Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be well pleased with him, he was known as al-Siddiq, the trusting and the truthful. And they asked him, they said, you believe what your friend said? He said, I believe something even greater than that that I will leave him for a short time and come back. And in that time, revelation will have descended upon him from above the seven heavens. So for him to go to Jerusalem and back in one night is not a difficult thing for me to believe. And from that day forward, he was known as Abu Bakr, as-Siddiq, the trusting and the truthful. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be well pleased with him. 
This brings us to the end of the story of Al-Isra and Al-Mi'raj, the night journey and the ascent. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people of reflection. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open up our hearts and souls to the reality of belief and to the reality of certainty so that we can experience our, a connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we can experience a sweetness in our salah and that we can experience the realities of this amazing and beautiful faith that we've been given. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all tawfiq. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase us in love and increase us in reverence. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to feel connected to these amazing and important events in the life of His beloved. Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi and increase us in love of Allah and in love of His Messenger. Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi. وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm, where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.